friends, and welcome to Dig the Plot Podcast. I'm Jada Atwood. Well, the month of January is almost over. We just have a couple more days to go. So for this week, I wanted to cover all the books that I had read for this month and just go over them just a little bit. Some of them we're going to look at a little more in depth. The first book I read was The Push by Ashley Audrain. The second book, The Senator's Wife by Liv Constantine, which I reviewed in last week's podcast. The Revenge List by Hannah Mary McKinnon. The Spite House by Johnny Cumpson. The House in the Pines by Anna, Anna Reyes. Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. And How to Kill Men and Get Away With It by Katie Brent. And I'm going to be finishing The New Mother by Nora Murphy here probably tomorrow. So the next book that I start, which I'm going to tell you which one's going to be my first read for February, we're just going to count as a February read, even though I might start at the last day of January. So like I said, we're just going to talk a little bit about each book that I've read. Some we're going to go a little more in depth with. But I started off the year with a five-star read. I really did enjoy this book. It was The Push by Ashley Audrain. I had seen this book a lot last year on Instagram, and I had just seen it. Honestly, I felt like I had seen it everywhere, and I just kept thinking, okay, I've just been pushing it out of my mind, but I just kept thinking, man, I need to read that. And I went into this book completely blind. I just got it because I had been seeing it reviewed and reviewed and reviewed, but I really did like it. This is a very emotional book. It definitely has a lot of triggers, especially if you have ever lost a child. Honestly, I don't know if I would read it if you have lost a child. But the topics are very hard, and the author does a great job of making you feel every emotion that Blythe feels. I love that it was only told from Blythe's point of view. I think the trend is to tell stories from each person's point of view to go back and forth so I really do love it when I find a book that's only told from one point of view but the story is Blythe is determined that she is going to be the best mother she can be to Violet because she did not have a good childhood she didn't have a good mother so she's determined that she's going to do the best she can for her but Violet is a very difficult child. At least Blythe thinks so. Now, her husband thinks otherwise. And his name is Fox. And let me just say, there is something about that name. And I don't know why, but I really like the name Fox. And, I, and I'm trying to think if it's in this group of books that I've read or if it was something I read last month. But the girl's name was Hen. I loved it. Fox and Hen, you know, Fox in the Hen House. I love those names. I would never think of that to name my child. But any, anyway, I digress. But Fox is the husband, and he feels completely differently. He does not think Violet is complicated, hard, difficult, none of that. So it just only encourages the thoughts in Blythe's head that she just feels like she's losing her mind because, you know, he doesn't agree, he doesn't see it. So she's always at a struggle with her daughter. But then they have Sam, and her maternal instinct and connection to Sam is completely different than to Violet. So you've got the war going between Blythe and Fox over Violet, and then you somewhat have the war going between Blythe and Violet because there's just no connection there. But yet, like, she, like I said, she just thinks that honestly there's something wrong with her. I just, um, I can't go into, I've tried to think of different ways that I can describe the rest of the book, but I do feel like that if I keep going, 
I'm going to give you some spoilers. And I'm really trying not to do that with this podcast. So I'm going to have to stop it there. But I just want to go ahead and say that I absolutely thought the ending was perfect. I really I really love the ending. I just really thought this was a five-star read. I recommend reading it. And like I said, you know, if you have lost a child, you might not want to read it. But it is a really good book. The second book I read this month is The Revenge List by Hannah Mary McKinnon. And I received the art from NetGalley. I love NetGalley. And I gave it three stars. So let me tell you about the story. Frankie Morgan is angry, which I have a real strong connection to. But her mother was killed when she was younger, and she's just never gotten over it. Her dad insists that she go to anger management classes. Now, as we all know, forgiveness is a process. She learns and is required to make a list in this class of everyone who has wronged her. So she, makes, she writes down everybody's name, and she even puts her own name on the list. Now the list is missing. I think she came out of a cafe or a restaurant, dropped her books in her bag and her notebook was missing and then when she finally got it back the list was gone now one of the people or one by one the people on her list are being hurt not necessarily killed but hurt dead you know one of the two I'm not gonna lie I really did connect with Frankie I really did like her the beginning of this book I thought this was going to be I put in parentheses a fun thriller I really did like her. This anger when she got mad, I completely understood why she was mad. Because I have to tell you, I'm 47, and I've entered a whole different stage of life. So anger is something that I contend with on a daily basis. You can ask my husband, bless his heart. But, I mean, I really did. And I thought, oh, this is just, I hate to say cute, but the first part of this book really felt cute. And then we get to the part about her son, and things just completely took a turn for me. It was like there was a divider line, and this first part was somewhat of a lighthearted thriller, and then this ending was just didn't even really seem like it belonged, the, the middle part. And like I said, the part about her son, but again, no spoilers. So I think that if that had all been left out, this book may have rated. I just wish she'd went a completely different direction. I was really thrilled with the direction that I thought we were going, and then that's not the direction it went. So hence the three stars. But I do recommend reading it. It is a good read. The third book. And I, this is completely, I don't, I, can't, I don't even know how I requested it or why. This is not like me. I don't read horror. I mean, I guess I do, but I feel like the horror that I've read probably wasn't really horror. I don't know. But it's The Spite House by Johnny Cumpson. And I did only give it three stars, and I'm going to tell you why. But like I said, I don't read a lot of this genre. And if you do read a lot of this genre, I feel like this would be something I put on my review on Instagram that it was a little vanilla as far as horror goes. But it hooked me immediately because you immediately want to know what in the world these people are running from. But Eric Ross is on the run from a mysterious past. You don't know what's occurred. He's got his two daughters. He's left his home, uh, his wife. I don't know if he was trying to divorce her or not. But he has absolutely left everything behind. And he is obviously, if you've left everything behind, you've got to have some money. So he is desperate for money. He finds himself an answering a very strange ad for someone who needs a caretaker for a house. It's for the Mason property. And the owner is looking for proof of paranormal activity. And they want whoever lives there to keep a detailed record of absolutely everything. 
it was a really good book. That I really enjoyed how, I mean, the dad was so fiercely protective over his kids, and there was just really a lot of good parts in it. I found, you know, I guess with this genre, sometimes you kind of have to think the paranormal part sometimes gets me. That's probably why I only give it three stars. It's a very, it's really not a very long book. It was a quick read. And I will say the takeaway line, and I have thought about adding that into my Instagram reviews, maybe just one sentence that gets me. But the takeaway line from this is death doesn't mean you're dead. So, if that gives you any indication what the book is about. But it was another NetGalley arc that, again, it was really good. It was a good read. The fourth book, and the one that I'm going to look at a little more in depth, and then we've got one more we are. But I have said that I'm going to try to keep up with and read the Reese's Book Club book every month. Now, I don't know if I really last year didn't. I, I read some of them, not all of them. So I don't know if she goes into a real sappy romance. I can do it, but we're going to see. But her book month, her book club pick for January was House in the Pines by Anna Reyes. And I gave it four stars. And you, I'm going to tell you why. But and the one thing that absolutely took away from this book for me was the switch between back and forth from past to present. It it completely confused me. I didn't enjoy, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I needed to know which direction we were going because I stayed confused because it would just, it didn't necessarily go past, present, past, present, past, present. You might go past, past, present, past, present, present, past. So it wasn't necessarily an alternating thing and so then I would have to go back and I would have to read and there was one part I didn't even know if I was in the past or the present so that's one reason I gave it four books because I just stayed confused at times but again it's a really good read and I read it really quickly but let me tell you a little bit about the plot we start off with my um, she's fighting an addiction to sleeping pills and she's trying I think she's also drinking. She needs to admit this to her boyfriend. She really loves him. She struggled her whole life because when she was younger, she witnessed um, Aubrey, her best friend, who had absolutely no health problems, drop dead just out of nowhere. Now, this happened in front of a man that they had been talking to and spending time with named Frank. But she had struggled her, her whole life because she just knew that Frank had done something to her. He didn't touch her, but this happened right in front of him. So, she really wanted to come clean to her boyfriend because, like I said, she really loved him. He was very honest with her, so she wanted to be very honest with him. So, time passes, um, and she couldn't convince anyone that Frank had killed her best friend. So, she started seeing a therapist. She was diagnosed with a brief psychotic disorder. He prescribed these pills that she was now addicted to. Um, she had been recently getting them illegally. But they, it was the only way that she could survive was taking this. So now she has come across a YouTube video, this is in the present, of another girl dying. And in the video, she can see Frank. So this woman has just dropped dead in a diner, and there sits Frank. So she is determined to prove that Frank, that there's a connection with all of these between them and so she goes back to her hometown she starts trying to figure out what frank is doing to these girls and it it was really good i really enjoyed it i will say the ending was very satisfying i love 
I don't think this is a spoiler, but I love incomplete endings. I don't like for everything just to be wrapped up neatly just to say that we had an ending. It, and it wasn't. It definitely wasn't. It may leave some of you frustrated, but I absolutely love the ending. And, you know, it described it as a thriller. I can't say that it really was a thriller. It was just more of a lot of detective work, I guess you would say. But it was very hard to put down. I didn't finish it in one sitting because I require sleep. But honestly, if I was the type of person that set up late at night, I definitely would have finished this in one sitting. So I do definitely, if you haven't read that this month, I definitely recommend that you pick that up. It is a really good pick. I can see why Reese's Book Club picked it. I just wish the author would have went about switching from past to present a little differently, and it might have cut down on some of my confusion. The fifth book that I read, well, actually it was a sixth book if you count Liv Constantine's, but I read Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. Ugh, I only gave it one star. And, you know, when I reviewed it on Instagram, a lot of people that commented on my post was disappointed with this book. Rachel Hawkins is one of those authors that she's hit or miss with me. I really, really did like The Wife Upstairs. I might have even given that five stars back when I read it. But I couldn't even finish the villa. And I tried several times. I received it as an art from NetGalley, which when I do receive a book from them, I definitely try hard to read it. And even if it requires me skimming it, I couldn't do it. I picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down. We come back to it, tried to read it along when maybe I was reading another book, and I just couldn't finish it. It just was not for me. So I knew this book was going to be a complete toss-up. And it just fell way short. I thought maybe I was going to get a good book out of this. I thought the cover was beautiful. I loved it. But, you know, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. It did start off better than the villa, but it just went nowhere. It just, I didn't care for any of the characters. I didn't really think there was a plot twist. The ending was unexpected, so I'll at least give it that much. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't good. Lux wanted an adventure. She thought she had found it with this man named Nico. So they get, uh, somehow they've come across having this boat and they were going to go on this big adventure. Well, it just kept getting postponed until uh, these young girls, Brittany and Emma, decided that they wanted to go to Miro Island, which was a deserted island. So they asked Nico to take them. And then when they get there, they, of course, find out it's not deserted. And then chaos ensues. And it's just, you just didn't care because you didn't like any of them. There really wasn't character development. There just really wasn't anything going on except they were on this deserted island that honestly wasn't deserted. So, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It may be for you. My husband says I need to say that. Because, and again, I'm sure I could find plenty of reviews where they people just absolutely love this book. And, you know, that's what makes the world go round. But this one was not for me. Now, we're going to actually talk about my favorite book for the month of January. It's five stars. If you've got dark humor, got a little wicked humor in you, I definitely recommend you request this. Try to get it before it goes off NetGalley if you read for them. But it's How to Kill Men and Get Away With It by Katie Brent. And I wish that she was on Instagram. I have tried to find her. This, this is her debut book. I think it's genius. I picked it based solely on the title. And again, I'm finding the humor in it. It is absolutely my favorite read of the month, and I'll be anxious to see at the end of this year if it's still one of my favorite reads. 
And this book will not be for everyone, um, but holy moly, it was so good. It was just great. And like I said, I requested it from NetGalley based solely on the title. It was a cute cover. I just, I just, and it lived up to every expectation I had when I clicked on it. I was so excited when they granted me my wish to read it. But, and this is one of those books that absolutely made it, makes me excited to read again. I think sometimes when you are reading mediocre books, you're just kind of like, ugh, you know, you need that book to put excitement back in you. There is a lot going on in this book besides killing men. But it all circles back to somebody dying. So I adored the influencer aspect of it. One of my favorite things, I can come home and sit on the couch and watch influencers on Instagram. I have my favorite ones. I have to know what they're doing in life. I can watch that a lot easier than I can watch TV. So that part I really enjoyed. And every time that she mentioned one of her friends, she would listen to how many followers that they had behind their name. And I don't think, I think I've skipped, I've skipped over the fact that she is an influencer. Um, I just love the dark humor in the book so much that it just made killing seem okay. I mean, that's some good writing. When you're like, ah, she killed somebody else. It's no big deal. I mean, she really did. It is described as a dark, hilariously twisted story and. I'm telling you right now, it's truly every single bit of that. The character development was on point. The twist kept coming. Um, honestly, I think that the only part of this book that might have been a stretch was her moving those bodies. Because she was portrayed as probably, you know, a little skinny, a little skinny young girl. So, you know, I don't know about her moving some of these men that she killed. That was the only thing. But it's told from one point of view, and I... They, the, even the titles on the chapters, I don't know if you can tell how excited I was about this book. And the ending, the ending was so great. I, I just, I just loved it. Um, the Creeper was definitely a surprise, although if you read carefully, you will see it coming. And the creeper is that she's being stalked. And like I said, you can guess it. I don't know. Yeah, I think you can. I think, because I thought I had it once or twice. But I do think that if you go into it knowing that she has a stalker, I think she may call it a creeper, that you can you can definitely figure out who it is if you think hard enough. But it's not really clear. But this is a definite wicked and clever book. Those are the two words that came to mind when I when I think about this. This is Katie Brent's first book, and I can't wait to see what she comes up with next. The writing will draw you in. It will keep you there, and you will not want it to end. If And again, it's if you like this sort of thing. This is definitely a break from my norm. I'm so glad that I clicked on this. But, and this is what I should have started with, by the way, but the synopsis is Kitty Collins. She's absolutely rich. She doesn't have to work. So being an influencer is just something she does. You know, she takes photos because she's got all these fabulous trips, goes all these fabulous places, and it just occupies her time until she discovers that she is really good at killing men and getting away with it. The humor, I just can't even, I mean, you just have to read it. And again, like I said, it's not going to be for everybody, but you will find yourself cackling out loud and <laughs> I just feel like it was just meant for me she talks about Charlotte Tilbury and makeup and just all the things that are you know of relevance in my world already so 
It was really good. The final book that I'm going to finish up the month with is also from NetGalley, and it's The New Mother by Nora Murphy. It's just okay. It's not by any means going to be a five-star read, but it is good. So, those are my reads for the month of January. Next week, we will take a look at book club books for February. We'll look at Good Morning America, Reese's Book Club. And then my first read for February, praise the Lord, my library got it in. And the sweet women at the library, they just know me. They called and said, Jada, you're never going to believe it. We've got in just the nicest couple by Mary Kubica. Do you want to come get it? And I said, I will be there in 10 minutes. So I picked that up Saturday, and I'm just going to hold off to make that my first book of February. So that wraps it up for today's podcast. Don't forget to follow me at underscore dig the plot and see all of my reviews. And we will see you back here next week.